You are now listening to the First Baptist Church of America's podcast. If you have any questions about our church, please check us out online at fbcamericas.org. This week, we continue our journey through John's gospel with the message, Falling While Reaching for Jesus, from John chapter 18, verses 12 through 27. Let's listen in. Amen. Okay, would all the perfect people here this morning please stand? (laughs) Careful. Anybody? What about all of you who think you're perfect? Don't, Don't do that. Don't do that. If we ever start thinking about how good we are, then uh, all we need to do is look at Jesus. But we don't always do that, do we? We we look at each other to deem ourselves maybe not as good as some, but certainly better than others. And it's easy to do that, that we look at one another instead of looking at Jesus. Uh, Someone has called that They've named it comparisonitis. Do you have comparisonitis where you're always comparing yourself to somebody else either to make yourself look better or to make yourself feel worse? Always look at Jesus. None of us are perfect. Judy, did you miss any notes on this piano this morning? Okay. Lisa, did you miss any notes on that organ? All right. Have you made mistakes this morning? Yes, if you're honest, you will say yes, because we all have. And so why why would our model be imperfection? As we noted a while ago, when no one stood. So why should that be our model? It shouldn't. Jesus should be our model. God has given us Jesus Christ, our perfect example for life. And that's why we fix our eyes on him. He is our model. Well, our passage this morning comes from John 18. We're coming to a close of our study of John. And this passage is written in a way that it focuses on what's happening to two people simultaneously. The first scene is what's happening with Jesus. And that's verses 12 through 14 and then 9 through 24. That is the focus on Jesus. The second scene is what's happening with Peter. Verses 15 through 18 and 25 through 27. And that's the section that Lisa read. And that's the section I want to focus on this morning. So the events are quickly escalating to Jesus' death. So get the picture here. All of this, this passage, all of this is taking place late Thursday night and into the early hours of Friday morning. Jesus was with his disciples in a, in a, a place of peace and quiet. It was a grove of olive trees outside the city. Jerusalem, down the slope, up the slope, and there was a grove of olive trees. And that's where Jesus and the disciples were. 
But the peacefulness of that place was broken when Judas led a mob of Jewish officials and Roman soldiers into the grove. And they went into the grove to get Jesus. And they arrested him and bound him like a criminal. But as we saw last week, only because he let them do that. Only. Remember, they said, who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth. That's what Jesus asked them. He said, I am. And they fell back to the ground revealing his glory only because he let them did they arrest him and bind him like that. Well, the officials took Jesus back across the Kidron Brook and back into the city of Jerusalem. And John's gospel tells us that they took Jesus first to Annas, who was the former high priest. According to Jewish law, the high priest was high priest for life. But the Romans didn't want to let any power be concentrated in any one Jewish person. So they would routinely change the high priest and appoint someone for their own purposes. So while Jesus was being questioned in an illegal trial before Annas, Peter was facing a trial of his own out in the courtyard. Jerusalem is hilly and Houses, particularly a large house like Annas would have, would be built on terraces. So get this picture in your mind. On terraces, you might have a courtyard, and then up on another level would be the house. The courtyard would be surrounded by a, a wall with a door for entry and exit. And that's the setting that we, we have here. The courtyard of Annas's house is the scene of Peter's denial of Jesus. If you'll remember just a few hours before this, Peter proudly declared to Jesus that even if all the others fell away, he would lay down his life for Jesus. And he would go on to say that he was ready to go to prison with Jesus, even to death. And when he said that, Jesus replied, really, Peter? He said, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. Peter was confident in his own ability, overconfident. Guess what? Jesus was right. And it was there in that courtyard that Peter denied that he even knew Jesus. He denied him. Now, you might say, so he lied to save his skin. What's the big deal? Well, lying is in itself a big deal. The Bible says, do not bear false witness. So do not lie. Lying in itself is a big deal. But beyond that, that was a huge insult in that day for a student to deny his teacher was betrayal. It was highly offensive. And so here the student betrayed his master, his teacher. But even beyond that, on a spiritual level, Jesus had taught his disciples, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. 
But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. I think denying Jesus is a big deal. It was then, and it is now. Now, there's no doubt that Peter messed up here. No doubt. But there's a reason why this is included in Scripture. And I think it's for all believers, all followers of Jesus. I think this is here for us. It's for us. Last week, we focused on the, the differing ways that Jesus and Peter handled the conflict when the officials came to arrest Jesus. Peter was the, the bad example of dealing with that conflict, and Jesus, of course, was the good example. We have another passage today that focuses on Peter and Jesus. And um, we could easily focus again on Peter's failure, because he certainly failed. And so we, we could do that, but I don't want to do that this morning. I want to focus instead on what Peter did right. What Peter did right while reaching for Jesus. Let's think about that. Think about Peter's loyalty. When Jesus was arrested in the garden, all the disciples scattered. And the words of the prophet Zechariah were fulfilled he said, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So the disciples, Jesus' closest inner circle of men, they were running for cover. I'm sure they never did intend to, but they did. But no one ever intends to fail. But we fail. We don't intend to. They didn't intend to, I'm sure. But they did. Sometimes it's the pressure in our lives that reveals what's really in our hearts. Some of you know that from personal experience. When we hear this passage preached or taught, Peter is usually criticized and berated for his failure. But just consider where Peter was. He was staying close to Jesus. All the other disciples had run but Peter was staying as close to Jesus as he possibly could. He was there when all the others had fallen away, as he said he would be. When all the others had fallen away, he was there. Maybe with the exception of the other disciple that's listed there. John says another disciple in verse 15 uh, there was another disciple that followed Jesus into the courtyard of Annas. Most commentators believe that's probably John, but we don't know for sure. Some believe and suggest possibly Nicodemus as a disciple of Jesus, which would explain why that other disciple would have access to the high priest in order to get Peter inside of the door. But at any rate, we know with certainty that Peter was there. Peter was loyal and he was trying to stay as close to Jesus as possible because he was reaching for his Lord. Are you loyal to Jesus in every area of your life? Every area of your life. Are you loyal to Jesus? May God help us to be. 
May God help us to be loyal to him. So don't forget Peter's loyalty. But also, don't forget about Peter's courage. Peter followed Jesus into the other camp. Now this is into the camp of the opposition. The Jewish leaders were determined to kill Jesus. And Peter was standing in the courtyard of the Jewish leadership. Isn't that courage? He went in there. He showed courage in the garden when he pushed back against Malchus. And he showed courage again here by going into Annas' house. In spite of his failure, he put himself at risk in a dangerous situation. In spite of the risk. That reminds me of another time that Peter put himself at risk. Do you remember the story? Jesus sent the disciples to the other side of the Sea of Galilee late at night. And Jesus came walking to them on the water. The disciples are in the boat. Jesus is walking to them. Who got out of the boat? Peter did. Who was reaching for Jesus? Peter was. He put himself in a dangerous situation because he was reaching for his Savior. He was reaching for his Lord Jesus. That's what he was doing here. He was the only disciple that had the courage to step out of that boat. And he was the only disciple that had the courage to step into that courtyard with the exception of the other disciple. So if we really believe that God is for us, that Jesus is in us, shouldn't we be courageous people? I think we should be. If we really believe that God is for us, that Jesus is in us, we should have courage that stands out. Are you courageous? So remember his loyalty, remember his courage, but here's the point I want you to remember for sure. Remember his response to his failure. His response to his failure. Now this is why I think Peter's denial of Jesus is highlighted in the Bible. Peter had loyalty that the other disciples didn't show. Peter had courage that the other disciples didn't show. And he still betrayed Jesus. Now we can have all the right intentions and still betray Jesus. You can sit in this worship service every Sunday morning having the right intentions but still betray Jesus. We betray Jesus when we ignore His desires and follow our own desires. Denying His Lordship in our life. That's betraying Jesus. We betray Jesus by rejecting His Word as a guide for our life. As a light on a dark path. We betray Jesus by reaching for things of the world instead of reaching for things of God. That betrays Jesus. Well, both Judas and Peter betrayed Jesus that night for different reasons and in different ways. But the main difference between the two is how they responded after their betrayal, after their failure. Judas was full of remorse, but he went out and he hanged himself. 
He never repented of his sin. He never reached out to Jesus for forgiveness. And he went into eternal darkness apart from Jesus. Peter also realized what he had done. Scripture tells us he went out and wept bitterly. But here's the difference. Peter was still reaching for Jesus, and Judas was not. Peter needed and wanted Jesus. Judas did not. Luke's gospel tells us that as soon as the rooster crowed, Jesus turned, and he looked straight at Peter, and Peter remembered what Jesus had predicted, that he would deny him. And remember, built on terrace, Jesus is probably up here. Peter is down here, and there would be an open place. And Jesus looked at Peter, and Peter remembered what Jesus had predicted of him. Do you think that was a look of disappointment over Peter's denial? I don't think so. We have a misconception that Jesus is watching us waiting for us to mess up so he can say, I told you so, and then punish us. I don't think that's the way of Jesus. I don't think that's his way at all. I think when Jesus looked at Peter, it was a look of encouragement. He heard the denial, and it's like he's looking at Peter saying, hang in there, Peter. Just keep following me and I will make you strong if you will let me. It's a look of encouragement. That's how I see it. Not a look of disappointment. Because Peter was reaching for Jesus. He was forgiven. And he led a movement that is still changing lives today. That is his church. Peter failed Jesus to be sure. But he responded to that failure by repenting and continuing to follow Jesus. Have you failed Jesus? Say yes. Then repent of that and keep following Jesus. No matter how big or how small the offense is. When Liam was coming up to Children's Church a while ago, some of you noticed he stopped and he had a little stone in his sandal just big enough to annoy him. Little sins can get in our life. They can stop us in our tracks. And they can keep us from honoring and glorifying the Lord Jesus. Little sins, little failures. Just imagine the big ones. But whether it's big or whether it's small, repent of it. Accept the grace that Jesus offers and keep following. We all fail Jesus. Do you think he expects that none of us would ever fail him? Certainly not. He knows we're not perfect. He knows we're not. But the question is, how do you respond when you fall? Confess it and keep following I know this in a personal way. Every day I fail my Savior. Every day. Every day. And every day he forgives my failure. 
These things I should do, I don't. These things I don't do, I should. I fail Him every day. And like Paul, I'm a wretched man being perfected. I am a wretched man being perfected. And see, the, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you will see yourself in this way. If you see yourself all good and polished and shiny, then you're probably not standing close to Jesus. Because the closer you get to Him, the more you are aware of your own sin. Because perfection reveals imperfection. Just like light reveals dirt. You ever go into a dimly lit restaurant and, and you just think, I, I want to turn some lights on to see what's really on that carpet. You ever think that? I do. Let's get some light in here and see what we're sitting on. See, light illuminates. Jesus is light. So if you are walking close to Jesus, you will see the sin in your life. But when you do, confess it and receive the grace that he offers. Instead of focusing on Peter's mistakes or yours, focus on God's grace that's expressed to us through Jesus Christ. And we live in response to that, not in order to get it, but the lives that we live now is in response to his grace. Last Sunday night in our study of the Apostles' Creed, uh, Matt Chandler said this, the message of the Christian faith isn't that we have done anything, but rather we believe that someone has. And that's a someone with a capital S. That someone is Jesus Christ. We believe that Jesus has done something for us. Jesus became our sin in order to be our righteousness. And no one deserves that but we accept it because God offers it. His grace is greater than all of our mistakes, all of them. So when you fall, and you will, keep reaching for Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. Oh Lord, none of us, none of us could stand, but we stand in Jesus. Thank you for what you have done for us through him. And may our lives be a response to what you have given us through Christ. Lord, would you convict us? Would you move us from where we are to where you want us to be? This is our desire, to honor you and to glorify you. All this we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to know more about how to keep reaching for Jesus even when you fall, we would love to help you out with that. You can find our contact information in the show notes down below, or you can find it on our website at fbcamericas.org. And tune in next week as we continue our journey through John's Gospel.